If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. There's no weapon that can be forged against you. If you really believe in who you are. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Jada Pinkett Smith was living what many would view as a fairy tale of Hollywood success, but appearances can be deceiving. And she felt more and more separated from her sense of self as emotional turmoil took hold. Today on the Gold Digger podcast, we'll talk about what it took to find and heal herself from the depths of depression as an ambitious mom and wife in the media spotlight. Her brand new memoir titled Worthy chronicles her life as told by her without a filter. In a media-driven landscape that crafts narratives for our celebrity, she shares herself in an intimate conversation with readers. She even answers questions about her difficult childhood, her marriage, her parenting style, her career choices, and the intense scrutiny that followed the slap. In our conversation, Jada talks about the difference between the hero's journey and the heroine. She shows why adhering to the status quo has never been part of the plan and why labels and stories crafted by others strip us of our authenticity. We'll talk about the topic of self-worth and how she's defined it over the years. By the end of this conversation, you'll have a better understanding of who Jada really is, and you'll likely have learned how to embrace your most lovable qualities, that feminine energy, and claim the title of worthy for yourself. Without further ado, let's dive on in with Jada Pinkett Smith. What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? And what if your schedule and your goals, your to-do list and emails were organized in one tab instead of dozens? What if connecting with customers didn't leave you with so many what ifs? 
And what if I stopped talking in questions and just told you about HubSpot Sales Hub? Meet the new powerful and easy to use sales software designed to help sales teams prospect smarter, grow revenue faster, and mine deeper customer insights all on one connected platform. With HubSpot Sales Hubs, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked on a highly customizable platform that's actually a joy to use. It's smart software for smart sales teams who want to close the year strong. Visit HubSpot.com slash sales to learn more. That's HubSpot.com slash sales. Big thanks to This Is Small Business for sponsoring this show. This Is Small Business is an original podcast from Amazon all about how to start and grow your small business. Listen now on your favorite podcast app. So this is going to be a very special episode of the Gold Digger podcast. And my guest today is living a parallel life to mine in terms of where she's at in this journey of putting a book out into the world with an incredible team behind her. Jada, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I was reading your book and one thing really stood out to me and it was actually at the very beginning. I feel like it was almost your call to action of like, this is what you can expect. And you said, this then is a book about a woman's quest to find the power of unstoppable, indestructible love for herself, the key to her true empowerment and the acceptance of the journey that delivered her there. Let's talk a little bit about how you arrived in this place of wanting to write a book and kind of landing on that synopsis of what a reader can expect. You know, I had a a friend of mine, actually Jay Shetty, who I've been friends for a long time. And I was at his home one day and, you know, a meeting with um, Radhanath Swami and he, you know, we were preparing for a meal and he said to me, and he had been just worrying me to death about writing a book. He's like, you got to write a book. And I was like, Jay, I don't want to write a book. And he's like, no, but you have to. And so we got in kind of like this sibling bickering thing that we, you know, (laughs) over the book. And Ranaanath came in and he was like, Jay, if Jada doesn't want to write a book, she doesn't have to. And Jay said, well, I think she should write a book. Yeah. And I was like, he talked back to Radhanath Swami. He's like our spiritual father. But what happened in that moment is that it made me go home and really think. I'm like, Jay's your brother. Like there might be something here you're missing. And then a couple of days later, I was in meditation and I was like, it just came to me. It's like, wow, you've had quite a journey from your quest of like feeling unlovable to feeling lovable your quest of feeling unworthy to worthy. Hmm. And I was like, oh, and I called Jay. I said, I got it. I got it. Right. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got the line that makes, you know, that makes me feel like my story is worthy to tell, hmm. you know? And so that, that's how it all began right there. Cause I didn't think I had a worthy story, you know? Like, <laughs> Isn't that wild? So I know Jay as well. And He is incredible at like calling you out and not calling you out, but making you inviting you to step in. And I feel like so many authors, like for me, literally someone just said one line to me. They said, there's something you need to do and you know what it is and you're not doing it. And immediately I was like, it's write a book. And I feel like so many of us feel that way of like, who am I to do this? And what stories would I even tell? What was the process like for you? Because I mean, you go way back. 
like even to when you were nine years old. So like, what was that process like as you started the writing process? Did it pour out of you? Was it hard? Did it flow? Was it forced? Talk to me about that. Well, the definitely the concept poured out of me, yeah. like the outline. Once I recognized the aspect of my journey I wanted to tell, yeah, it was like, that was the easy part, like the, the order, you know, and in which I wanted to tell my story. Yeah. Now, actually writing it was excruciating. Yeah. Because, you know, I had to go back. I went through one thing that really became clear to me was like, I come from a generation of women who don't feel worthy all the way back to my great grandmother. Right. And I was like, wow. It's when I started tracking their story and how their story is connected to my mother's story and then how my mother's story connected to me. I was like, this is what generational trauma looks like. Right. And how it can create this, you know, this false idea of not feeling worthy. Right. And having to go back into even my grandmother's history was really painful, you know, but yeah, the actual writing of the book was quite a journey in yeah. itself. I thought that there was so much I had made peace with Yes. to only realize I was like, wow, I have a lot more work to do here in this area. You know, it's so interesting because I feel like every author that I interview as they are writing the book, it's like the universe or God is like dropping these things. Like, are you sure this is what you think? Are you sure this is what you right. believe? And like the whole time it's like, you know, you're writing to yourself and for yourself, but also for others, yeah. but it, you're tested of like, what do I believe to be true? And, and why did that come up for you? It came up for me and it, especially, you know, every single word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to be careful with every single expression. It's like, is that what you really mean? You know what I mean? Is yes. that what you really want to say? Yeah. And then that's the part that makes you have to really go deeper into what you actually believe and think. Truly. So, yeah, that was definitely part of the process for me. One thing that I absolutely loved, and I would love to go deeper on, we've actually never talked about this topic on the podcast, is the heroine's journey. And yeah. it is something so interesting because I honestly hadn't even been exposed to this idea until recently. I have grown up in a more bro marketing world where we mm -hmm. talk about the hero's journey almost every day. This is how you market. This is how you sell. This is how you storytell. Let's tell that hero journey. Tell right. me first, what is the heroine's journey and how has that played out in your life? You know, I really believe that the heroine's journey for me personally is really finding that divine feminine, you know? And, and of course, you know, when we talk about the heroine's journey and the hero's journey, I'm not even really talking about it in regards to gender. Yep. It's more energetic. Yes. Right. Yes. Because we all encompass, you know, the masculine energy and the feminine energy. I'm watching a couple of my male friends right now on their path of their heroine's journey going yes. in the internal world. Right. So to me, the heroine's journey is more about 
really exploring the inner world of yeah. oneself. Yeah. Right. The realm of love, connection, you know, energy, right? All that is unseen. Yes. <laughs> yes. All that vast unseen world. And, you know, so many of us, we're so used to relating to life and to our world just as, as far as, you know, just the exterior and, and accomplishing and, and going out and go for the flag, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, when we talk about female empowerment, I think a lot of times we are really tapping into those more masculine energies within ourselves yep. that we, you know what I mean? Yes. That we are saying, hey, this is our female empowerment. And that is a beautiful, necessary thing, right? To balance that out, to not forget to go inward, right? To then go into the world of the divine feminine within ourselves, right? And that in itself is there's so much power and knowledge and wisdom there. And it is not a place that is talked about a lot. We don't talk about the heroine's journey enough, I, I think. And I think that it's still a very hidden, not really explored often, right? Not even in film and, and television, mm -hmm. you know? I'd have to say, I know people are going to be like, what? But... <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Have you ever watched that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, through the many stages of her life, was such a beautiful exploration of the heroine's journey. Yeah. I yeah. know. I know. You're like, what do you no. mean? <laughs> she no. was just slaying vampires, but she wasn't. You know, we got to see her coming of age, which yeah. in that self was part of the heroine's journey and her coming out of her coming of age into her adulthood, her having to hone her powers. Yeah. You know, we saw her go into the darkness in order to find the light. I mean, to me, it's one of the most beautiful aspects of the heroine's journey. And we had seven years to spend with that female character. Yep. Because the heroine's journey is not a hit it and quit it. It's not a straight shot. It's a spiral. Yeah. It's a spiral. And so, yeah, that's where I am in my life right now. Just exploring that particular aspect of myself. I love that because I think too, for so many women and entrepreneurs, it's really easy for us to get in our masculine. Like when I think about like the work side of me, it is very masculine. And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to flip a switch and be a mom and a wife and like clothe myself in this feminine energy. And it's, it's like learning how to embody both and bring the wholeness of you into all the realms. And it's something that I feel like I've been exploring and thinking about because so many people that listen to this podcast are, are achievers, right? Like they're the go-getters. They're the ones that like want to make the results. And, and again, that's so masculine. And uh, somebody described it to me yesterday. We were actually talking about this topic and they were saying, it's like when you can feel your wings, but still have your roots. And I yeah. loved that of like, you have that, that flow, but you still feel that like grounded certainty. And I thought that was such a beautiful visualization of like, how do we, bring our whole selves to every room we enter and not yeah. compartmentalize ourselves. Now, one thing your book does an incredible job is it, sh it shows your whole self. What 
were you thinking when you wrote it in the sense of like, who's going to read it? Did you let anybody read it before you're putting it out there? I let people read parts, Yeah, you know, cause it's a, it's a lot, you yeah. know what I mean? So I let people read parts of it. Like my mother, you know, I had her read her part and then uh, my daughter, she read, Willow read a big part of the book before it was even edited. Yeah. So she, right. The raw. She was so yeah. yeah, she read the raw. She just she couldn't wait, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, one of the reasons why it was important for me to really go there in my book is because I really felt like I wanted the best of my ability to explain my heroine's journey, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, as I said before. We don't, it's still very taboo. It's still really taboo. I don't feel like that we as women, it feels safe to really be honest about our journeys. Yeah. I still think that we are judged and, you know, we are expected. Every woman is expected to be a certain kind of thing, which prevents us from being all that we are. And yeah. that that's with the shadow and the light. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, I've been through the gauntlet of criticism. I've been through the gauntlet of misunderstanding. If there's anybody who can afford to be extremely honest, right, about what her journey has been, it's me, you know, mm. because, you know, what else can people say? Right. Yeah. And so and I just felt like just so that other women can feel seen in a certain way that they might not feel seen because they're not allowed. They don't feel that they are allowed to be seen in a certain manner. And so I just was like, let's go for it. And even with the red table, because people are like, well, we, you know, what's different that yeah. we're going to get in the book than the red table. Yeah. It's very different because yeah. the red table, there was so much that I couldn't talk about because I didn't, there was no context, yep. right? We and think in would, sound bites in these day and ages, yeah, right? You yeah. Know? It's yeah. Like there's no context. So yep. it's like, there was so much I couldn't talk about and it didn't have anything to do with not wanting to be honest or what have you. It's just like that particular forum yep. is not the same as a book where a book you can really dive in. Yeah. Can we dive a little bit into criticism and even people coming up with stories? Because I think that so many women don't even try because they're not afraid of failure. They're afraid of success. And and we've seen both sides of success, right? And when I talk to women at first, their first instinct is, I don't want to fail. And it's like, do you not want to fail or do you not want people to see you fail? The second instinct when we go deeper is, can I handle success? Now, you have seen what success brings, right? And it can bring a lot of hatred and criticism. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that because I can't imagine the scope of that. And then also putting yourself out so vulnerably in a season where you know, like you're basically putting your armor on and saying... All right, let's go. Yeah. Let's what go. has that been like for you? You know, I'm going to tell you, it's been beautiful hmm. because 
Without it, I would not have been able to really explore and cure self-judgment. There is no weapon that can be forged against you if you really believe in who you are, right? And the world is fickle. You know, if we are looking for the world to validate us in a way that we can't validate ourselves, well, then we are leaving ourselves to be susceptible to being, you know, pulled this way and that way based upon how other people feel about us. Yeah. So the one thing that I've learned in all of the misunderstanding and in all of it, right, all the criticism and judgment is like, I really had to be 10 toes down in knowing who I am and walk with that. And the more that I did that and the more that I practiced that and the more that I cured my self-judgment, what anybody has to say about you is not your issue. That is so true. I know it's a very cliche thing to say. It's like, you know what I mean? But what people have to say about you is not your business. That could not be more true, that people who judge other people are truly judging themselves. And it is a reflection of their relationship with themselves. It's not a reflection of you. How you feel about you is your problem. Yeah. Not how anybody else feels about you. Do you like fast-paced and packed with value stories of successful entrepreneurs from failures to aha moments to what's working for them today? If so, you will love Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by my friend, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and create the life you've always dreamed of. Their recent episodes about starting an RV rental business, the future of real estate, and how to cultivate a mindset of resilience have all got my wheels turning on how to generate more revenue and fulfillment. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your own business is figuring out how much you should charge. Like, what is your product actually worth and what do you need to charge in order to make a profit? There's a recent episode of this great podcast called This Is Small Business that talks all about this. You'll learn how to figure out what customers are willing to pay and when you should start thinking about raising your prices. It's called How to Find Your Ideal Price Point and you can go listen to it right now. This is Small Business Answers so many of these kinds of questions, questions that all entrepreneurs have. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business, looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you are ready to grow. This show covers it all, like how to find your ideal customer, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, how to hire your first employee, why you should protect your intellectual property, and tons more. Learn more about how to start and grow your small business. Check out This Is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon on your favorite podcast app. How do you ground yourself in the truths that you have? Because I think this is so powerful and it's a practice that I think women don't explore enough is to really examine their own self-beliefs so that they can hold the mirror up to themselves and not see Everyone else, do you have any practices around that or anything that you do to have strengthened or honed that gift? 
Well, you know, I, first of all, let me just say this and people who decide to read the book will see that this is not something that came up with overnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. This is like, I went through some of the darkest days, depression, wanting to kill myself, like you name it, right? That forced me to have to be on a, a long journey of finding all different kinds of wisdom yeah. and practices, yeah. right? So along the way, what I do today, you know, with everything that I've collected along the way, you know, yep. I sit with myself in meditation every morning and I've really learned to hone my mind because that. Listen, it's really about, and it could be meditation, it can be breathing exercises, it can be whatever you discover for yourself. Yeah. The key is to direct the mind. The mind is not meant to direct you, yeah. right? Meaning the mind will tell us all kinds of funky things, which I learned, you know, as I talk about in the book, you know, one of the medicine journeys that I had, you yep. know, it's like, I realized like, oh, the mind will lie to you and spew false beliefs in ways you could never imagine. Your mind can act as your enemy. So it's finding a practice in which you hone, you have the reins of your mind. So when those voices of self-judgment, sabotage come in, you, nope, that's not True. And now I'm going to settle into and be with the energetic field that is more true and that I am of divine essence. You know what I mean? And I am love. I am loved. I am worthy, you know, and but it's a practice. Yeah. It's a practice and I have to do it every single day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? There are, to make sure that I'm guiding my mind. There's so many women listening to this and it's so interesting because I was one of those people who literally believed like, I am not capable of meditating. My mind is too busy because I had grown up with this belief that like meditation was the absence of thoughts. And I was like, I am never absent of thoughts, right? Like when is my brain empty? And it was so interesting when I finally started to change the thought of like, it needs to be absent of thoughts to having an awareness of thoughts. And it, it totally transformed that relationship for me. And I love what you say too, where it's like, we're meant to guide our mind, not the other way around, because there are so many ingrained beliefs around us that are the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves become our lives. Right. And the word worthy, I want to hear Jada, how you define the word worthy, because it is a loaded word, right? Like, it's you know, word, it's, yeah. am I worthy to myself? Am I worthy to society? Am I worthy in the eyes of my mother or father or spouse or children? Right. How did you land on that title? Because I mean, it is a one word, but it is a weighty word. Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Just that self-worth. Yeah. How do we value ourselves, right? And a lot of times, unfortunately, we value ourselves by, you know, does a man want to marry me? Or, you know, or a woman want to marry me? Or, you know, how does, am I, am I accomplishing enough? Do I have enough material things to show on Instagram? Yeah. Right. And that, that level of self-worth is really dependent upon, we, we too, far too many times are we measuring ourselves by these outside 
you know, ideas. Yeah. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. How do I value myself? If I, if I don't value myself, yeah. how am I going to really recognize when someone is, or something is authentically yeah. reflecting worth Right. And I really I had to dig on that because it, it went from unlovable. Right. Because yep. that's what I wanted to name my, my book, Unlovable. Yeah. And Carrie Thornton, yes. you know, very yeah, well. She's my editor. Great <laughs> Listen, yeah. she was like, I, I, absolutely not. You yeah. cannot start with a negative. And I was like, but it's not. That's what we're all struggling with. You're you know, we yeah. feel unlovable. Yeah. Right. And then. In my book, though, as I started writing it, because I was holding on to that, I was going, I am going to convince her that Unlovable is the title of this book. But throughout the book, I started using the word worthy. Yeah. You know, and because I kept I was digging on self-worth. Yeah. You know, and value how we value ourselves and what. And so for me, worthy is really about rehabilitating how we think about ourselves. It's not about, you know, how big your business is, how much money you've been making. You can go out here and achieve like any man and all of that. That's all fantastic. From my own experience, being a woman who's done all that, that did not cure my lack of self-worth. What it did show me is that I'm capable I'm capable. I can do a lot of things well, right? But that the soul knows that is not what it needs to be fed, right? At its core, that is not the supplement that is needed. Listen, it's beautiful to have. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like frosting, right? But it's not the cake. Yeah. It's the frosting on the cake. The cake is... When you are sitting by yourself in a room and it's just you with you, yeah. what's going on? How do you feel about that? And if you're trying to get out that room and you don't want to be there with yourself, but you expect somebody else to be in that room with you and love it, now that's something to look at because that's not going to happen. Mm. If you don't love being with you, you can best believe it's as difficult for someone else to be with you too. Yeah. So the whole point is, no, 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 no. How do I love learning to just be with me? Right? And then everything else that comes with it, all your accomplishments, all of that is even bigger and better. Because you've got the cake. Because if you just eat an icing, you're going to get sick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, it's so... I love what you say because... I feel like so many women are afraid to get quiet with themselves because if the honest answer is I'm not okay, or this isn't what I thought it was going to be, or I'm faking the enjoyment of my life. And if they actually get honest about it, they have a responsibility to do something about it. And I feel like most women are avoiding even asking those questions because they're afraid of the answers. Has that happened in your life? And can you tell a story about that? That has been the majority of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sitting. I mean, I think that a lot of my depression had to do with me not being willing to sit 
with myself to get the answer. You know, having to really confront, you know, stuff from my childhood, a lot of the traumas that I've endured. I I didn't, and I didn't want to have to, I I just didn't want to look at it. Yeah. It's too painful. But what I realized is that it was the resistance of looking at it that was the most painful. Ooh, yes. Right? The, The moment that I decided to surrender and be willing to look at it. Yeah. And it's not to say that it it got that it was easy, right? Um, but it is to say that it got less less difficult. And you know what I had to really resolve? I don't have to be okay all the time. And at the end of the day, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay, because I'm gonna tell you what. A lot of us are not okay, right? And there's some of us that can be okay at moments, but most of the time, you know, I I don't know anybody who's okay all the time. Right. And our value and our worth is not based upon being okay all the time. That is not, that is not human, right? And as human beings, we have to learn to embrace our humanness. We are in this human experience to learn how to love, how to heal. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. And I think that acceptance of just understanding it's okay to not be okay. And I think so many of us go, especially for women who are achievers, high achievers, women who might be at home with their kids, you know, stay at home moms that have beautiful families and are like, and have beautiful kids and love their family. And they're like, feel shame for not being okay. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. 
That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What would be something that you found on your own journey that has helped you move through those times or seasons or trials. I think for someone listening, they're like, okay, I'm now being yeah. honest. I'm not okay. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> right? Like, where do I go from here? Exactly. And let me tell you something. This is a challenging part because mm -hmm. sure, I could sit up here and tell you what's worked for me, but that doesn't mean that's your gate. Yeah. Right? This is the challenging part. And this is where the heroine's journey gets a little challenging. The hero's journey, they say, oh, you want to be a track star? Go get that track coach over there. 
and they oh, do it and they win an and it's amazing you know what I mean? it's like all the you know oh you want to be an entrepreneur yeah. you know go to business school you know yeah. like all of the goals that you want to achieve you know in yeah. regards to your hero's journey when you're talking about the heroine's journey and that inner world space yeah. it is so subjective so what i would say is don't be afraid to just search Try new things, yeah. ask questions, right? Talk to your girlfriends, go talk to, what I did, the first thing I did when I really got into a bad place, I went and talked to some elders. Yeah. There was a woman yeah. named Ruby D. Ruby was in her eighties. She'd been through the gauntlet. I sat and I talked to her about her life. I said, look, I'm going through this. I'm having problems in my marriage. I'm feeling this way. She said, all right, hold up, hold up. Let me break a few things down for you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You got to go to the OGs. Yeah. Right? It's true. And it's true. Yeah. Go to your elders. Yeah. That's where I went first. And then from there, you know, as I, so many doors open for me, books and seminars, and you just got to keep going and keep trying, right? Until you find all the gates that start to open for you yeah. that lead you to the place you want to be. So I have a question I've never asked someone, but I'm very curious with you. So when you write a book, by the time it comes out, you are about a year removed from the writing process. If you were to add on an extra chapter today of what you've learned in the last year, what would it be about? Okay. So in my particular circumstance, I just turned, I, <laughs> I didn't turn my book in a year ago. Okay, Jada. I just turned my book in. We were pens down July. Oh Lord. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, because it was, so I decided that I was going to write a book in December of 2021. Okay. And then sold it. And then right after the Oscars. Oh, sure. Was when I had to start writing. Great. And so, right. <laughs> you know, and, and even after that, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to write this book. Yeah. But so I've been writing since then. So we were pens down. Yeah. July. Beautiful. So it hasn't been a year yet. So I don't even know. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what unfolds because I feel like there's something so interesting about a book in such a digital world where we can, you know, post things and edit them or delete them. And all of a sudden you have this book that you're holding in your hands, this tangible thing that is going to outlive and outlast you. And I love what you were saying about thinking about every word and every line. And is this truly what I mean? Because there's that level of permanence that we don't necessarily have in today's culture. And it's both beautiful and daunting, right? Because it's like, yeah. this is what I know to be true now. And that's what I kept telling myself. This is what I know to be true now. And right. that leaves space for evolution and growth, which I think we are all yes. subscribed to. My final question for you is just, 
what has come up for you in the process of putting yourself out there with this new identity as an author? Are there any things that you've had to deal with? Are you excited, nervous, scared, elated? Like, how is that feeling? I want to answer. I'm going to answer that question. Yeah. I'm going to answer you. Okay, last question, great. Which was, what is the chapter yeah. that I would put? Yeah. And I would probably put, hey, there is going to be a lot of transformation yeah. even in, you know, once this has reached your hands, mm. right? And for all of you that, you know, will read this five years from now, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're right. It's like even looking back on chapters, we're growing every day. Right. Right. Every single day we're growing. And that that was one of my biggest fears. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to read this book next year. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would have said that so differently. Yeah. I would have said that so differently. Yeah. But that's inevitable. And I've had to make peace with that. Yeah. But I probably would put a chapter in. I'm like, hey, everybody, I just... <laughs> Come see what the new evolution of Jada is today. But I, I love that. And I don't think we talk about that enough as creators of like, it is okay to look back at your old stuff and cringe. It's okay to look back and, and love that person that you were and to see that evolution. And I think as women, we're often stifled in growing, like growth and change is so intimidating and, and women don't want to be seen changing, right? Like there's some weird negative connotation that keeps us from evolving. And so I was curious if you felt that as an author, because that level of permanence is both beautiful and stifling at times. Well, you know, when we talk about the patriarchy construct, yeah. uh, so that's part of the difficulty yeah. when we're talking about the the feminine energy, because the feminine energy is always changing. Yeah. And masculine energy, I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about energy. Yeah. Masculine energy tends to want to be more stable, more permanent. Predictable. Right? For predictable. Yeah. Feminine energy is not that. You can find the predictable energy once you are acquainted with the feminine. But what it does, it's like weather. It's like the ocean, right? And so I think that women being afraid of change, a lot of times we feel like we will no longer fit in a construct that we feel like we need to be a part of to feel worthy, yeah. to feel accepted, to feel embraced. Right. And so that's that. What has come up for you in the process of putting this book out there? And like, how has that felt? Because I, I feel like it is a very vulnerable position, especially in writing a memoir that is that goes deeper than people have ever gone with you. I definitely, you know, this is a place of expansion for me. Yeah, It's challenging because this is that place of once again, of deepening that self-acceptance. Look, writing this book is really a gate for me that I needed. I'm hoping that there will be people that will embrace it, right? But I wrote it as a gate for me. I wrote it as a gate of embracing my full entire self. I want to walk this earth holistically, right? And I wrote it for me, but, and then I wrote it for other women who want the same thing for themselves. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants that. 
You know, not everybody wants to reveal their shadow. You know, not everybody wants to reveal the messiness of their lives in order to show how you find the gold (laughs) in the mud, you know, but I want that for myself. I want to be able to walk this earth with my head held high, embracing every single aspect of myself with love. And I want that for other people. You know, I'm hoping men get something out of it, but I really wrote this for the queens out there, for the women. Yeah. Where can everybody find out more about you and get their hands on your book? Give us all the places to grab a copy of Worthy. You can go to ourworthyjourney.com. I mean, ourworthyjourney.com will be putting up all different kinds of content. You can get the book there now, but content just to, you know, between videos and books and podcasts that are available to you to help you on your journey, right? To maybe, you know, help you towards that next gate, you know, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Target, all the places that you can get books. And everyone can find you on the internet at Jada Pinkett Spence. (laughs) (laughs) My Instagram and, you know, Red Table will be coming back soon. So I'm excited about that. And so, yeah, I'll be I'll be around. I commend you for sharing your story and being vulnerable and shining a light in some of the places that people are scared to go. And I'm so excited for people to get their hands on their book and to see maybe a different side of you that they never got to see. It's beautiful to see your story come to light and to have you be the one telling it. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Just made my heart smile. Thank you. It's so interesting as I was reading Jada's book, because so many of the themes and stories that she speaks about are themes that have been in my life this year really diving deep into what it means to be a heroine and how to express your femininity in a way that helps us be better leaders in a masculine world. I loved this conversation so deeply because it just felt honest and true. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as well. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. 
Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.